AJ. I'm Diesel. And welcome back. Today's episode is going to be about marriage and having platonic friendships within marriage. Mm. So let's get started. Um, I want to put out a disclaimer, first and foremost. I'm coming from a perspective of never have been married. Um, never have been married, never been engaged. And I am coming from, you know, that dynamic. I just want to put that out there. I have been married before, and I've been in a, I guess, civil union with another person for 10 plus years. <laughs> so, I know the vibe. All right. So, to get started, I did want to start off by asking you a question. Hmm. Where's the mic? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, how do you feel about marriage? Like, do you believe in it still, or, you know? I don't know if I've been brainwashed all my life about marriage. Okay. Um, for instance, like, since 11 years old, I was like, I want the white picket fence family. I know what I'm wearing to work every day. That was in my mind. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, probably one of the only boys that was thinking shit like that besides <laughs> Digimon and Pokemon. Um, <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z later. But it was, that was always been a thing. And I wanted to get married. Like, I, okay. I became... A grown Kong, you know, not a bride. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but um, marriage, I I want to get married again. Okay, it's nothing that didn't kill me. Yeah, I still feel like I'm the shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that my marriage didn't mesh right. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what's up. Okay, so with that being said, what are your boundaries around marriage? Oh man, it's gotta be it's a long vetting process. This is almost done with a job interview with me now. <laughs> like, I think I don't know if I'm extra harsh on who I entertain with nowadays. Mm -hmm. But As you should be. Two months, if I see some sh some stuff I don't like, I'm like, Yeah, homie, I'll holler at you in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it it either be a long I haven't been divorced that long, probably about a, about a year now. So mm -hmm. going into the dating scene and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if I don't like something, I just don't like something. I'm not gonna not look at the red flags because that's what happened the first time. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, red flag. Nope, nope. I need this. I need this to be. I need this. I need my next thing because I felt like I was out of time. You were out of time, mm -hmm. especially men. Men hit their prime at 35. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so I mean, we already know we know how to do a lot of stuff. We established that about it should be, should be. Mm -hmm. um, oh, effort and. We're we're hitting our prime, so don't feel like you're gonna everything's gonna go to shit. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it gives you time to work on yourself and find all you want. Vet, talk to them, let them speak. Don't give them, them cheat codes. Like I like this, I want that, I want. Don't continuously do that all day. Yes, because they're gonna grab that. Yeah, and they're like shit. I want to be the perfect thing for them. They only hold that up for a little bit. Mm hmm. You can only hold a facade up for so long. And I definitely agree. Um, as far as my background with, like, how I view marriage, um, it's never been something that I wanted. Um, I was the kid who, like, all the Disney movies, you know, you got the damsel in distress, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I hated that shit. Like, I rebelled <laughs> against that so heavy. I'm like, no, no, I'd rather be the hero. I'm not in distress. I could be a damsel, but no distress. Like... Mm -hmm. That's not my thing. I don't want anybody to come save me. And my thing was growing up, it was like, okay, I want to be successful. 
I want to be able to travel the world freely mm-hmm. and I want to be rich. And that was it. Um, if I find somebody who I end up wanting to settle down with for the long term, cool. We can either get married or not. It, it's really whatever. But <laughs> I've never been pressed. All right. So my thing with marriages, mm-hmm. like looking at it, I was mm-hmm. like, I think you should spend an egregious amount of money for the marriage license because it's only fifty dollars. Yeah. And then, you know, going through divorce, you know, that's thousands upon, you know, it can be thousands of dollars. It can be cheap, mm-hmm. depending on the way y'all handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should pay the back end cost, the big balloon, mm-hmm. not to get married and then pay that $50 to you know, divorce. Mm. Um, that would make a lot of sense. People can come up with a contract on their own. Say, hey, if this don't work out. I'll make sure you got this. Let me make sure you, I got this. This is our contract. You don't. You can get into a civil union and create your own contract. Mm-hmm. Or prenups. Or prenuptial agreements. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But once you make that agreement, you sign this contract. Because if you sign their marriage license, you're just a piece of property. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at you. When you marry, the government looks at you like you're a company. Yes. Your kids become assets, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... The ideal of marriage, you know, the legality, no. Mm-hmm. We can come with a whole other agreement. And I'm like, you know, just in case, you know, how how it should be fairly if you want to part ways at the end. My goal isn't to part ways, so it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, and you made a few points that I want to speak on. But the first one is the fact that a lot of, I find that a lot of people don't plan for a potential breakup because they don't want to see that. So mm-hmm. they put the blinders on. But I feel like, planning for that just in case you never know you never know and it's just a safeguard to make sure it doesn't get messy if it ends in in some capacity or down the line somewhere but a lot of people just are fearful of it like a lot of people won't talk about death or their wills and all that stuff because they fear death and it's so much like tension around it they don't want to talk about the plans that they need to set in place and they screw people over when they die yeah, they do. Um, they do. So my thing is, you should talk about everything. Exactly. Before <laughs> before marriage, because for example, while I was married, um, when I got married, it's the first year in, and you know I'm, oh let me, my four hundred one k, my this, I'm putting that. My wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. <laughs> I asked my wife. That was me. I was like, <laughs> but I put her name everywhere on everything and then I had a conversation with her and the topic of wills and, and you know insurance came up mm-hmm. now I got insurance on my stepkids I got this I got her on mine and she was like pretty much no I only got insurance for myself and my kids you know I don't know what you got and it was always a separation that was things mm-hmm. like mine is mine yours is yours we just so happened to have a ring and you know I got your last name Mm. That that was the bare bones, and I'm like, yeah, I need to take that name off. <laughs> I start putting shit. Yeah, in the my damage control. I start yeah, I start putting shit in my kids' name because it's like, when it comes down to it, if I go, it's gonna be like a Disney movie where the stepmom treating the kids like it. Yeah, I'm setting y'all up to be good because, as much as yeah, I'm taking care of my whole family because. Mm-hmm. 
all my brothers and sisters, my daddy did it. You know, we we like a pre-made family. You know, it's already mm-hmm. it's already there. We just <laughs> one more kids. Mm-hmm. So I wanted oh this fuck step kid, fuck all that. This is my son, or this is my daughter. Yeah. But realistically, it was like no. Nah. I gotta set that up, and then when shit went to hell, it was like it was easy not not to have to go back and do anything because I put those in step. Mm-hmm. But I wish I would have had that conversation pre-engagement or during engagement mm-hmm. because we wouldn't have got married mm-hmm. with that thought pattern of mine is mine, yours is yours type thing. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. So those conversations leading into marriage is something you have to do. That is very important. Um, so, as as of right now, you don't see yourself getting married. You're just like, no, I'm just, no. Nope. I'm Oprah. <laughs> you know, I ain't mad at the way Oprah <laughs> living now, okay? <laughs> but, um, no, I don't see myself getting married. Um, the longest relationship I've been in, it was five and a half years. Okay. Um, it's a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> And I just realized, like, there are levels of knowing someone. Mm-hmm. And the deeper I get, I like to grow. And this is why, back in episode two, uh, I spoke on growth mindset. I didn't really expound on it, but having a growth mindset is a requirement for me. Like, and I need that in a partner. Because mm-hmm. what I found in my past is that I am trying to grow and elevate every single day in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And then I evolve from that growth. My partner may not be so growth oriented and they don't evolve nearly as much. And I get everybody has their own evolution and journey and everything like that. So I'm not knocking anybody's journey. However, if you're going to be my partner and we're supposed to build this empire and all that stuff, I'm going to need the pace to be picked up. And so... I realized, um, like, fundamentally at the core, like, I need a growth-oriented person. And I realized that I would get tired of people um, because I can't light a fire under your ass. Like, I can can nag. I can get on your nerves and tell you to get your shit together and all that stuff. But that's not really the internal motivation that I need. I need somebody with intrinsic motivation that's going to do it on their own, have their own reason, and inspire themselves. So oriented self-reliant okay well well i noticed in like long lasting relationships that i tried to like oh i take a piece from that that household the piece from this household and this is what i want my marriage to look like i'm building all this like mm-hmm. me growing up mom lived in another house i lived here but you know mom had a mom had a boyfriend that came over the house and had drinks and chill with my pops and they all played space so that was a thing that happened yeah. So, see, I got a picture. I'm in a diaper. I'm being held, and uh, it's all my brother, sisters, my mom, her boyfriend, my sister's ex-boyfriend. In the picture, he lived. We don't throw people away in our family. Yeah. So, it, I understand the growth uh, with compatibility. Sometimes things change, and if you get married and have kids, and you got to be willing to adapt to the situation, because if you get stuck and stagnant. You're going to hurt every situation around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be compatible for the first three years. Mm-hmm. Somebody elevates, somebody has a new idea, somebody's doing something different, somebody decided to just work out. Mm-hmm. Right? 
and now they're gone consistently. They're not sitting on a you know the couch with you, watching your favorite show, eating your favorite junk stuff. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, where you at? I'm at the gym. Mm -hmm. Well, we were, and now it's, it's friction, and you don't know why. Because mm -hmm. they're gym with Or exactly. find another hobby. You don't have to come to the gym with me. Yeah. You know, don't embed yourself in me. But compatibility, you got to... Marriage is only there for you to fall in and out of love with this person for the next so many years you're going to be together. Mm -hmm. And you got to find new reasons to be compatible. Find well, Find interest in that person. Find out... How can I make that person better? You know, how can I understand them? Where is their journey going? And that's not, that. that's me talking to the woman. Like, all right, let me build her up. But yes, bitch, yes. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I love I'm, it. I'm right there with it, and I want that same energy reciprocated, mm -hmm. whatever journey it may be. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm plugged this every time, but my social club, women, you know, it's, it's a man thing. Yeah. Hey, y'all stay that way. She came with, you know, goodie boxes, dropped off, you know, without the snacks at the clubhouse. Um, if we were doing something like yard work around the clubhouse, whatever, make sure to drop off a case of water. Yeah. Kept us, kept me like, oh, damn, he got a good person on his team. Yes. And we're keeping this rolling. That, that was the initial thing, you mm -hmm. know. But it's... You got to be willing to be compatible and transition to the next form of compatibility. Mm. Definitely. And I think, like you said, those communication, that communication from jump mm -hmm. is, is key. Also, growing with each other, like figuring out like, okay, you like this, I may not like this. And like you said, to reiterate, if you can't grow together, if you don't have the same desire or passion for something at least find something because you still have to keep your individuality in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to lose the essence of yourself and you don't want everything to be like, we're together. Everything we do has to be together. So, you know, support that person in some capacity. Just show your solidarity. And that, that means a lot because support tends to lack on a lot of ends for a lot of people. And I found that in my past situations where if I'm growing, okay, I may be like, I'm always heavy in the personal development. So mm -hmm. if people don't necessarily love to read or listen to audiobooks, because I'm like, oh, I'm reading this book. I think it's dope. Here's this. I can go get a hardcover copy if you prefer hardcover. Or I can send you the audio link. You can use my Audible or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, cool. And then three weeks later, it's like, did you check it out? Oh, nah. But then they watching all types of stuff and like rap battles and all this shit and I'm just like okay but you said you wanted to grow I, I've been and in that boat before though however when I start like if I were to start like an entrepreneurial journey or have something that I'm working on and there's no support on that end like you don't even promote my stuff you don't come in you don't like my stuff you don't like then it feels like I'm by myself again so it's like I'd rather be by myself because what it what is this enterprise or this empire that we're building if I'm not receiving support? It's supposed to be reciprocal. So, what, no. What happens when somebody has all the talent in the world and you're constantly pushing them and then they backlash at you? So, with that being said, I know I see people for their potential. Um, and I try to frequently take the temperature of the room. And I ask them, like, okay, so what is it that you want to do? Like, 
And I just listen to them on what their goals are. And then, yeah, I hold them accountable to those goals. And if they seem to get irritated by me holding them accountable, I'm like, what's up? Did you, did the goal change? Like, what's up? But I don't, I don't press people more than they want to be pressed. I try to read the room for the most part. Well, you told me about a story about how you got your podcast going, right? Mm-hmm. That was a bit of help, right? Oh, yeah. That was support, yeah. That was support? Yeah. All right. Um, say you was, if I want to do a podcast, I want a podcast, this, this, and that, and you bring it, mm-hmm. what that person brought it to you, mm-hmm. and you never use it to open the box. How does that person feel? Like they don't want to support you anymore. Or they they may not take you as serious when you say you want to do something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That damages the trust, the the um, belief. In you someone. ever been in that boat? Where I've done something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A few, more than a few <laughs> times. Um, they've, I've had people say they... I've dated um, someone who was actively trying to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was a rapper. But he was, you know, trying to scale and get popular and everything. I used to pay for studio time. I used to do all of that, drive him and his friends to concerts, like, they shows that they did and all that stuff, and it was like, okay, like, whatever, but I didn't get any kind of support when I was doing my endeavors, and so it was like, okay, now granted, I'm not saying I never got support before, because obviously there's good and bad to everything, so I'm just using these as examples, not everybody is all bad, period, but, um, yeah, for the most part, the the odds were tipped in the non-supportive section, so, does the support that you give have to be reciprocated the exact same way? No. No. Um, if I'm with someone, I know their love languages. So, and I know how they express and receive love. So, if they express love in a way, it's like, you know, words of affirmation, for example. That's not one of my love languages. But if they be like, you know what, you're doing a damn thing, and I'm proud of you, that's going to mean something to me. Because I know that's how you express yourself. Like, and that's enough in itself. Like, I, I'm observing enough to know, like, okay, this person is showing me support and I appreciate that. And I do show my appreciation. Tell people thank you all the time and, you know, recognize it. So, you've been in a relationship five plus years. Seven years in Michigan would have been a, a common law uh, marriage mm-hmm. if they canceled it. Yeah. Um, there is no difference. There is no difference. It's just a scary outcome at the end because she get to end up separated legally, people in your business. There is no difference. So can I tell you my gripes with marriage? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> there are many. <laughs> <laughs> so, gripe number one, I don't like how marriage was created. Like, the whole reasoning behind it because the woman becomes the man's property. Don't like that. Um, <laughs> and I know things have changed and, you know, whatnot over the year over the years um however that's just like example how the police was formed to capture slaves and now they're meant to serve and protect and uphold the law but you see black people are still targeted by police something fundamentally did not change even though they said it was supposed to change Mm -hmm. so with that being said i'm nobody's property and i don't like that i don't like that whole thing um (laughs) so that was one of my gripes Two is the fact that people think marriage is a fix-all. And even if you have issues, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to 
you know, propose to you, we're going to fix it all and it's going to be happily ever after. Happily ever after does not exist. It, it doesn't. And so people are like, well, you know, if you get married, you're better than now. Like, and it's like, no, people get divorced every day, B. Like, it's, this is something that happens all the time. So just because I choose not to get married, don't demonize me or see me as lesser than because what the fuck? People get married all the time and get divorced and they feel like failures or what have you and go through their things and potentially. But I it's was, like... I was I, I keep embarrassed. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's something. And, you know, people, granted, I've felt embarrassed about past relationships that I've been. Uh, <laughs> I bragged about some of these people and that was a no, but yeah. I get that. So it's like, but don't, don't look at me as lesser than because I've been with someone for X amount of years and they're like, you should be married by now. No, no, it's not a desire of mine. So respect that. Now, if, if marriage happens, like I'm not closed off to marriage. Let me put that out there too. I'm still open to it, but it has to be like some some deep love and then we got to be in a relationship and trials and tribulations for some years before I say, yeah, cause <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I, I and then another gripe is that a lot of people don't respect marriage as is. I can't tell you <laughs> how many married men are in my DMS right now, sir, go to your wife, <laughs> get the hell up on my DMS and go to your wife. I have several married men. Right. And it's like, now, granted, married women be doing the same thing, but me as a woman, I ain't got women in my DMs hollering at me, so, for the most part. So, <laughs> I see this from my perspective, and it's like, damn, do y'all even respect this little sacred sanctity that y'all, you know, this promise before God that y'all made to each other? So, what's the point? That That's to each us all. Because yeah. there ain't not a fucking woman to this day from from January 2018... No, 2016. 2016 to 2022, January, mm -hmm. can say I've been in that motherfucking DM. That's what's up. So that was my marriage stint. When I had a conversation, stone pond, I had a drink. I was in a bar. His wife come in and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> we drink for a minute. And then I'm asking, like, because I'm a little buzzed. Like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm, she was like, well, I think you just think you should leave me alone in my life. I'm like, I'll leave you alone, but I need one question. Have you been fucking everybody for the past eight months? Like, while we've been, you know, separating and ready for this divorce, I'll leave you alone. And she was like, yeah, I'm disgusted. I left. New Year's Day came, I made a fucking date nap, and I went lonely. I'm like, I was in the streets. Because <laughs> my thing is, from that time frame, I was divorced. But a woman did hit me up with, I was like, I'm in the process of a divorce. Like, the divorce decree was November. Okay. I started, you know, looking online around January, February. Oh, okay. You know, uh, rebound season, you know, mm -hmm. the, the failed cuffing season. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> ran into a woman, and we're talking. I told her, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm in the process of a divorce. Divorce papers was filed. Mm -hmm. Filed. Mm -hmm. Not signed, not done. It was filed in November. Mm -hmm. She said, oh, okay. We talk, mess around, and then she hits me up. I'm like, yeah, I got to go to my um, court for my divorce. Mm -hmm. And she perceived that I was already happy. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I said, I filed in November. Mm-hmm. But you should have, t- I'm like, I did. I told you what the fuck was going on. It's, exactly. You have to write, ask the right questions, the right answer. I'm not. It's the timely process. Yeah, so she was like, well, I'm not going to touch you until you're fully divorced. I'm like, okay. Yeah. My bad. I thought I explained myself, you know, very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she cut me up like March. Uh, May came to divorce proceedings, and then I took a picture of my divorce decree or whatever that was signed and delivered, mm-hmm. sent it to her, and then I was like, Nah, I don't want to fuck with her. Mm-hmm. I I didn't. It's like it was like. Yeah, I didn't think that was necessary. But that was the only person I can say I was rude to. Because after she said that to me, I was like, oh, damn, this woman out here felt like this. Like, you got to be done, though. Mm-hmm. Like, sign. All right, I guess I was a bad guy right there. But, yeah, that's probably the only person that can say some shit about me. But, yeah. And even in the end, because I know a lot of people who, once the once the separation is like a mutual thing, and they get separate households, then I know a lot of people are like, that's free game. So, you know, that's the case-by-case basis on, you know, however people feel, because I know a lot of people who would just be like, okay, they're separated. And I know a lot of people who are separated and rather stay married just because the legalities and, like, <laughs> of everything. So it's like, okay. Because a lot of times, like, you build credit with one another. Yeah. And that was, like, my main goal with my ex building her credit because it was shit. And uh, I was putting her name on my credit cards, and her shit jumped up to like seven thirty. It was like five something, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh, my credit score is I'm like, "Yeah, I know." She mm-hmm. was like, uh, and she looked confused, and she left it alone. Mm-hmm. About three weeks later, she was like, "Why the fuck am I on these credit cards and this and that?" I'm taking my name off. I'm like, "That's how your credit going." No, that ain't going up because I'm paying my medical bills. I'm like, medical bills don't keep me like interest. Mm-hmm. But that conversation of Let's work together. Let's be partners. Let's talk to... Okay. She took herself over all the thing. Her shit pulled it back on five. Mm. So, there's some people that build credit in, in marriage. I'm not... I don't want to lose that shit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> fuck, I got eight... I got eight thirty. Okay. Fuck, I'm not taking my last name. No. <laughs> I just opened up three businesses. And yes. why they opening up businesses while they're married with that good credit score, they know because they're married, if they get a divorce... Even though they ain't been together physically together in like three, four years, mm-hmm. you create businesses mm-hmm. while you're an established company to the government. Mm-hmm. That has to be split. Those yeah. assets have to be divided. Mm-hmm. And some people will snatch all that shit. Yeah. Well, I see women let men become great. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, I know you had it, but you just couldn't get it from me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> divorce now. Like, they can't Damn. be on this ching, ching, ching. Damn. Yeah. That's fucked up. And so that's a, that's a fear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say, even if you choose to get married, and because I know a lot of people who chose to get married didn't sign a prenuptial agreement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we was both broke. Yeah, but what do you ex- expect to do? You expect to build and become better. So... Even though y'all both broke or, you know, you trust this person with all your heart might still get those safety measures in place. What is or, the safety measures? What, is, what would Joe's perfect prenuptial agreement say? What I established on in my merit, for the most part, where I did the majority of work, I keep. 
and same for him. And, you know, the things that we went half and half on, we will agree, like, in the prenuptial agreement or, you know, something, a clause to say, like, okay, if we accumulate this big old mansion or whatever, whatever, this person gets this house, this person gets this asset or whatever, and we already have an idea of how things are going to be split. Because I don't want to be going through that and be like, oh, no, I'm getting a house. Fuck you. I'm getting a house car and assets. I'm taking all the stocks. Yeah, yeah. No, the fuck you not. Like, and I don't want to have to go through all of that stuff. So, no, like, the businesses, because I know everybody wants to build, but go, to go back on keeping an individual sense of self, I'm going to have my own endeavors. And not everything is going to be both of us together. I want to keep my own endeavors and not have a person snatch my stuff that I worked hard for out of spite. Because people get hurt. And he signed receipts while in marriage. I mean, well, it can be email, it can be a text, mm -hmm. but you just sign a receipt. Or um, written agreement. So the midst of buying the house created it to be in a clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, shit hit the fan, everything I've you know, found out. I was like, you a piece of shit. I'm taking everything. I'm taking everything. That's what she wanted. Well, I'm taking this. You're going to be home. Okay. You're not going to get it. It's because she got in her And like I said, you be proactive. Mm -hmm. When I bought the house, she said, I don't want shit to do with it. I'm not paying the taxes. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. That's your problem. Okay. Screenshot. Mm -hmm. Google Drive. Keep. Mm -hmm. Right? Then it was another thing. It was like, hey, we got to pay taxes for the house. I got the, this and that. She was like, well, you and your homeboys, that's that's your shit. I don't, I don't got no parts of that. That's yours. Screenshot that doubled up on that. Mm -hmm. So when going to that, mm -hmm. I already had it. Try to be on Try, like, okay. you don't already established it. So it's like, yeah. That can be manipulative. <laughs> that can be on some shit, but... I got a whole Google Drive to say prep for divorce. Like, that should date back when I, and yeah. Damn. It was screenshots from te texting a nigga, this, that. It was all, I'm like, just in case. Well, I had a conversation later with her, but I got yeah. a receipt for it. Yeah. So when all that plays, no, nah, baby, uh, you know, I making this all time with alimony. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't seek alimony. I ain't doing that. Yeah. I separated. Yeah. Because, shit, I barely want to see her fucking name on, on, on mail. <laughs> You know, once, well, I probably would be cool with it being on a check. The alimony check. The oh, alimony dude. check would be nice. But I'll let it be. But mm -hmm. that whole fear of, damn, I done bought all this land. I'm prepping my kids to have generational wealth. And she put nothing into this. Mm -hmm. And wants to take it away. Mm -hmm. When the marriage is going down the shit drain, when she came back the second time, she tried to like bring me paint buckets while we were in her painting house. Mm -hmm. Like I bought some I'm like, take that shit back to Home Depot. Like, no, no, you good. You throw your money back. Yeah. We got we this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you did none of this. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, you do have to prep yourself for those things, but if you just openly had a conversation to where it's not scary and not dirt. Cause I kind of felt dirty having that. Yeah. You had those kind of like you said, had those conversations like death and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you then, all right, if this happens, sometimes you might laugh out of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you may find 
something out about them when you're having this conversation that you don't like or that yes. they think you're triggered. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, I don't even want to go through with this. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about the dirty, not not dirty as like sex questions, but the, the deepest, you know, grimy ass questions. Like, because you never know what somebody's going to do. You're not going to, you got to fuck around to find out. Yes. Because you don't know what you don't know. That's why a lot of men nowadays is like, I don't want to share my feelings with a woman because I don't know what she's going to do. Mm. Not me. That's bullshit. <laughs> wow. That's some bullshit. I've never heard from my friends. They convey their feelings to a woman and they be like, hey, you can talk to me. This nigga weak. He's a bitch. And Damn. like, kind of, they don't, it, so they, as soon as they see him down. down or become sensitive, they're like, their whole imagery in their head is destroyed, and it's like, I don't like this. That's that's the woman's version of the pedestal syndrome. Yeah. Like, putting him on a pedestal and saying, like, he is strong, he can't do that. But then they still want that sensitivity, but then it, it's a moral, like, collision right yeah. there. And they're like, okay, I want sensitivity, however, I see this person as the strong person, and then both of them battle and then their perception of a strong man gets and that's why i think men need to be sensitive with other men in the room and they need to have a conversation there then go back home because you can go in and like, i want to slap this bitch and then you got to do like, oh, really, you really don't want to slap her you just want to feel validated with your feelings and you feel like she's not understanding and we had a conversation in the room mm-hmm. and then he go back using big words <laughs> And he chorus the conversation on her, and they get to the next level. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm bullshit. You know, I've seen this happen. Like where that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Come back, he he started using words like you know. It just he went back. He was able to talk. So mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. Trickling down, we had this line of communication because they said black men don't communicate. We mm-hmm. coming up with our own language over here and go back and talk. But we coming up, we creating our own. So when we try to be vulnerable. We don't get looked at as as weak mm-hmm. because in the black community, if a man has been beaten, you know, ostracized right in front of his woman in slavery, that shit, it's it's called um, uh, biological trauma or something like that. Yep. So, like, you got trauma from your ancestors mm-hmm. in your damn head. That goes through your DNA. Yep. So, what's the... Once you see this man break down in that whipping syndrome, like, oh, damn, he's weak. He can't protect me. Heh, you lose all respect. Now you, that, I guess that ratchet hoe come out of him and they're like, <laughs> And, like, he little that man. And that's why a lot of us are like, no, nah, I'm never doing that shit again. That's why. So you got to pick a poison. Somebody's going to pick a poison with that situation. I get that. And that's, that's super highly unfortunate because, you know, not... Here I go with the not everyone syndrome, but <laughs> I, I can't stand it when people do that because it's like, all right, I know not everyone, but not all women think that way or not all women do that. And the women that are okay to sensitivity and want that emotional, e- emotional availability get penalized for that. Like we don't get fulfilled by that because men are so guarded. Like they are not going to open up to us and it's like, okay, we're being vulnerable 1,000% and transparent. So why can't you be vulnerable 1,000% in this moment? 
you got to go back and talk to people to come back to present it to me like it's a PowerPoint presentation. Not saying there was anything wrong with that, mm -hmm. but it's like, can we be vulnerable in the moment with each other? Now that particular individual was um, slightly aggressive. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he needed that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other people where you like, you know, strap your nuts on and go tell them what it is. So it's like, yeah, it, it was a balance in that situation. However, we don't know. Y'all motherfuckers don't come and agree. Agree and slave them slapped on your damn forehead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a slight warning. You know, <laughs> this bitch don't give a shit. You know, side effects, bipolarism. <laughs> you know, we don't get that. So it's, it's fucking around to find out. Um, but you vet and had those conversations. Like, I've met an aggressive, aggressive thug like women mm -hmm. while dating. And. I would say, I don't like that. I kind of like, that was kind of real disrespectful. Oh, you being light skinned? And it's, it's cool to have a joke here and there, but no, yeah. you can't dance. You're too emotional. You gotta lock that shit down. But no, I'm not locking nothing down. That's yeah. how I explode and hurt people. Yeah. Because me tapping into 60 seconds of my rage could put me behind bars, put me in a cage for life. 20 plus, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. If we talking and you tell me why you pissed off, mm -hmm. how you got pissed off, and I have to find a way to, you know, let you know your feelings is validated. I'm sorry I didn't know you felt that way. Or let you know, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. It's one of those. And if, mm -hmm. you, if you're if one of those people like, I don't give a fuck, deal with it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I will. And that's the thing, too. Because that's, that's a toxic-ass, like, mindset to have when you're supposed to be in a partnership with somebody. I think a lot of things in this, in this time and era, everybody says they want marriage and all that stuff, but they treat their partner like the ops. And it's like, we supposed to be allies. We we on the same team. So why are you treating me like the ops? Why am I treating you like the ops? Like, we're supposed to come together so we're stronger and it's us against the world, not us against each other in our house of serenity, supposedly. Like, no, because now it's a war zone. We don't get no peace. That's wild. Like, I, mm, mm, mm. it is. It truly is. Um, but people nowadays, they tend to bang and then bang in a relationship. And just because you mm -hmm. agreed or perceived that y'all are fucking to get a good nut from each other and that creates a whole relationship around it and then you want to get to know what the fuck their favorite color is, or <laughs> then you want to get to know what... What was their favorite action show when they was growing up? They would you play with My Little Pony or was you was a fucking Sailor Moon fan? <laughs> it's it that is that's ass backwards. Like yeah, men, women lock up the coochie, lock up your wallet, lock up your zipper for the first two months. Cause, bro, you fucked the wrong chick. You knock her up. That's you for the next eighteen. Yeah. Whether you gonna be in that child's life or not. 18 plus if you are in their life. No, it don't that. stop at 18. 20, yeah, if you're yeah, 18 plus uh, if you are in their life and, and if they go to college, you know, that's twenty. That's up to 25 and you're still paying child support when you're yep. 25 years old. Yep, because they're still independent. Yep. And, and then to fuck around and find out, you know, if you have a son, that son knock up somebody when they're 14, you got to pay child support for them in the state of Michigan. So I... I that's how I combat my homeboys. I'm like, oh, I got a boy. You got girls. <laughs> I hope you fuck it. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm buying rubbers and poking holes in all of them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you got to be a granddaddy, nigga. 
Okay, so to kind of segue into part two of this whole ordeal, how do you feel about your spouse having friends of the opposite sex? I ain't gonna lie. I don't like it. Uh-huh. I don't. Because I was a fool in the beginning. Okay. Um, two times over. With my kid's mom. Uh, with uh, an ex. And it's like, oh, friends, friends. No, they fuck it. I don't play that best friend shit. I, it's to the point of, I got to hang out with that person too. We got to yeah. be in the room kicking it. Yeah. And because if I build a relationship with them, mm-hmm. like they meet me, mm-hmm. and I, I plan on smashing chicken to you a man before, but <laughs> you know, I don't play like, I'm play best friend roles and I, I get in good. Then mm-hmm. I accidentally meet her nigga and he cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Damn. This nigga cool. I can <laughs> smash his chick. Turkeys. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was in the hopes of if somebody met me, they'd be like, "Damn, man, this 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 freckle face fucker's fucking awesome, <laughs> man!" And they won't try to smash my chick behind my back because it's it's not his fault. Definitely, I I wouldn't say it's hers. Her loyalty should lie with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it should never be. Uh, Oh, I was weak and you weren't there and I, you were always at work and they were there. They called me pretty. You forgot to call me pretty one day. And then I just thought to, oh, oh. you know, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Um, <laughs> however, I was like, no female best friend, no, 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 no opposite best friend. But then I fucked around and had a, a female friend, mm-hmm. but I refused to call her my best friend. That's my homie. That's my friend. Like, oh, who's that? That's my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, your best friend. No, that's my friend. Don't, and she can't call me best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing, you can call me brother. Mm-hmm. You don't call me best None of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she fucked around and was the, uh, my, my groom's woman. Hey. Like she even assumed everything about that's shit. That's what's that. I hate okay. that. I keep bringing all that marriage shit up. <laughs> <laughs> my wedding was dope. This is, I, I need to have another one. Uh, I just want to have a gala. So good, you had to do it twice. A gala. That's Amy, what I want. I want to be. Sad. I want to be prom king. That's what I think I wanted. <laughs> I think I just wanted to be prom king. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but with so I have a female best friend, but we're not always. On, I'm just. I talk to her just as much as I talk to my male friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we hit we hit stuff back uh, back and forth. And we text. We talk. Um, we used to work together. She's met. She's met my ex-wife. Um, she came to stay the night. Like, my ex-wife was cool as fuck when it came to me having female friends or meeting new female friends. Because mm-hmm. I met one female that was damn a carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. She made a... I paid her to make a dope-ass weed box um, that was like an awning, an uh, ornament. It rolled around oh, and nice. had lights on this bitch. Hey, Wonder Woman. It had all types of trinkets. So... Yeah, I was saying it's gonna be cool, but you gotta set up guidelines. 
that goes back to conversation. Um, <laughs> what I find is that a lot of, uh, again, it's a case by case basis, but a lot of people make assumptions. And for me, my boundaries around that will be like, cause I know I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so in being an entrepreneur, you network. Yeah. And so you never know who you're going to meet. But if I end up building a friendship with someone of the opposite sex, I'm going to in- introduce that person. Yeah. And we, we're going to, it's like going to be an open line of communication because I would want my partner to vet that person anyway. Cause men know what other men are about. They feel the vibe like, Oh no, that nigga like you. He, he just here. Cause he want to fuck. Like, I mean, that could be the case, but still, um, with those situations, you still have to, like, you know, oh, I'm networking, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. There's no talking at the, what, fucking midnight on the phone, like. Oh, yeah, no. There are boundaries. Hard boundaries. Say you sitting, sitting, watching TV, and do, you do get a phone call, and, oh, what up? Hey, Michelle, what's going on? Oh, kids, man? Oh, that's true. Oh, I would do X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, oh, all right, it's kind of getting late. You know, I hit you up, hit me up in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. before work. Cool. Peace. But because you're setting this small, solid boundary mm-hmm. um, that nigga don't call me at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person, like I said, that friend came over that night because they had to. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, they hung out. They went out to dinner. They, mm-hmm. they. She made sure she vetted this chick too. She yeah, went, exactly. I know, I know this nigga look good. I'm about to talk to you too. Little do a lot of men know. Women are more generally more territorial than men. Like we have a whole other field. It's a whole war zone on that. I've seen that shit pop out on some women. Mm, Yeah. So um, we we're pretty good at vetting each other. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna just say that now. Um, Is letting a knife to your throat? Just try something like that. (laughs) No, but it's, it's it's those tactical, like, I haven't read The Art of War, but I bet you some of the tactics that was in there, we utilize on each other. I can almost guarantee it. Um, mm-hmm. So, because we have to know, like, how well do you know my partner? Do you, you guys have secret conversations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one thing I will say, platonic friends will help bring perspective and talk some sense into the opposite sex. So, I would like for my spouse to have some women friends platonic women friends that they haven't fucked before um yeah. but <laughs> i don't think she's had friends that you fuck before yeah no 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 not at all um well, that's my own girl y'all smash no all right cool that, that's my own girl you know y'all smash yeah that ain't your friend exactly exactly so i wanted to make that clear but i feel like in those times say me and him are at odds he doesn't want to hear shit from me because he may be upset with me for whatever reason. And how I speak to him may not be how he needs to receive something. But his friend may be like, nigga, get your shit together. Like, this is why she feeling that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could add some perspective and talk to him in his language that he needs to hear. Then he could come back to me like, okay, this is how I felt, blah, blah, blah. And we can resolve that. And you know, usually I'm not the one to talk about outsourcing our problems to other people. But it happens. So if it's going to happen, talk some sense to the motherfucker. Like... And the same with me. You, you be. That's why I need to be friends with your friends, because I yeah. don't want you painting a, a fucked up picture. Yeah. Right? I'm glad that my friends were invited into 
to get vetted mm-hmm. by her. Right. The ones that wanted to fuck me stayed and kept their distance. Mm-hmm. And I found that out later. Like, oh, you want to fuck me? Oh, I, I mm-hmm. oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to fuck me. Like, yeah, you went around, fucked around, and got married, and I had to be a friend. I'm like, oh shit, oh, right. Anyway, um, <laughs> the but vetting and talking to those friends, cool. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, like, damn, this is a person. It's not just the idea of them having a mate. It's I don't know, nigga. I don't know that, but bam. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get people in that that circle, like, I want to hit this. Yeah. Still, so. When do you, as an individual, when they cut into you, like, like I sh- come on, man, like, let me do this, and that. No, we ain't friends no more. Yeah, so for me, that that's how that has happened to me um, a few times in the past when I've been in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And I cut it off early beginning because it'll start with little slick comments like, damn, uh, you wiped up now, like... And it's like, okay, so what does that change? How does that change our dynamic? Like, we're cool mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I bring my dude around, so what's the problem? So it's like, hmm, okay. So then I dig a little deeper, and I'm like, all right, red flag number one. Okay. And then it's like, what I really get into is when they like, oh, they'll say something like, oh, I don't think your man would like this. Or it'll be something like, oh, you know, if he fuck up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, we not doing that shit. Cut this shit off right now. Mm-hmm. Like, good day, and live your best life. What I've learned with my upfront platonic friends, I don't want to fucking more be in a relationship with them, because once you do open up that line of communication, they become comfortable with you. They tell you certain things, mm-hmm. and you be like, oh, you ain't shit. For <laughs> 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 <Not> real. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, my female friend, she got me telling me, and um, we just chopping it up, and it felt like she always wanted to say something to me, but mm-hmm. she just it wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. And then this other individual that we both knew. It's, all right, I put it this way: me and this other individual wanted to smash this one chick, mm-hmm. but she was so fucking cool. She befriended us, and we was like, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Right? We was both. That's like, what's up. Like, damn, she cool as fuck. <laughs> I mean, came and got you know got us out bonds, but then that other friend, well, that other person, we was I wouldn't say we was friends. We know each other. We cool with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if we together, she would bring up something about him, and I'm pretty sure she did stuff about me. And she confided me like, yeah, we smash. That's my smashing partner. Mm. I'm like, so your dude is right. You ain't shit. Mm. Damn. Damn. Like, all, like, he never played that shit with me because it was, like, I like I said, when when I met him, I said, damn, this cool. And I left it at that. Like, no, I'm not gonna pursue this anymore. Yeah. And it was some some speculation on that side. And it was some, <laughs> some smashing going on. It was said to be after that they, that situation, that her relationship was ended and and she said, fuck it. And I'm going to do it. And I'm like, no, nigga. Mm. Those speculations that, that that men have intuition too. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And that, that shit come. We know it's coming. And it's like, get the fuck away from that. And then women 
a lot of women be competitive. Well, no, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand why you want to be a friend. You, it's it's a, something deep down inside tingling your pussy about that individual. <laughs> He popped it open for something. <laughs> and then I think another part on the other side was like, you picked that nigga smash? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have smashed, but it was like, damn, I wasn't even on the radar, ho. <laughs> but um, I'm still friends to this day, but it's like, I hooked that friend up with, that female friend, mm-hmm. up with a male friend before I knew that situation mm-hmm. was going on. Calls me up, she's like, dude, um, you got a male friend for me? Like, you you got all these guys around you. I need a good guy. And I'm like, I only got one motherfucker that can fuck with you mentally. <laughs> love with your way. Because she'll go get her, she busts her ass, she, she, she hard work. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she can get sad. I only got one individual who can fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And it's highly enlightened, it's highly intelligent. I put them two in a, uh, in a room together. They met already just in coincidence. One coming over, both of them being over there. He had asked me, and then a year prior to me hooking him up, when she had left my house, he was like, what's the, what's the deal with you and such and such? And I'm like, what the fuck you mean? That's the homie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you getting divorced and all that. Like, what, what's up? You want to never think about it? I'm like, bro, I'm not fucking it. I already know how fucked up she is in the head. That's the homie. I'm not even going to fuck around with that thought. You know, I've cracked jokes, but I know. Mm-hmm. So, a year later, I'm like, hey, and when she hit, hit me with that, hit, hit that person, hey, man, uh, remember that chick that I got? And I was like, yeah. Like, I think y'all both be cool. So when I told her about it, I'm like, look, you heard my friend, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> she said, like, no, no, I'm really beating your ass. Because <laughs> you a nigga trapped in a woman's body. <laughs> you a gay nigga trapped in a woman's body. That's, that's the fuck's going on. Um, don't hurt my friend. They fucked around for a little bit. They cool this day, but they they're not together. That's what's up. And but I know our friendship got damaged because of that. Because mm. the the hooker upper always gets dumped. Mm. I was like, did you try to dump me? <laughs> I was like, I'm about to break up with my friend, and I went to call her to break up with her, and I was like, I'm about to break up with Joy. He said, no, you wasn't, because I was going to stalk you. But I'm like, <laughs> all right. But we ended up falling out about Carter spoiled and entitled because certain things that you do. That, that's the thing. About, another thing about friends. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to be able to talk to your friends and be able to tell them they're a piece of shit. Yeah, very much so. And if I can't talk to my female friend, like, hey, you're a piece of shit. You ain't that. You ain't taking my advice. You know, mm-hmm. taking into consideration what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or we fall out and it's like, I don't want to manage you forever. Yeah. You know, let's apologize. I, I was wrong. You know, I, she blew up me. I was like, I left her alone. But she was like, leave me in my nigga alone. I'm like, that's my nigga. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know what the fuck you doing. Like, fuck. <laughs> but he knows she wants to do shit. So I kind of like, he, yeah. But anyway, um, we end up rekindling a friendship, but there's certain avenues or places I won't take our conversation. I won't mm-hmm. take that. I won't confide a certain way because so damage your because when I was seeking an apology mm-hmm. on my feelings being hurt, mm-hmm. nigga, what? I ain't apologize. Shit, I, I, oh, oh damn. Okay, look, 
six months gonna roll by. Man, real talk. But I think I reached out first, and then we kind of talked briefly, and then we let it pass. Cause you know your views is your views, my views is real views, and we went from there. Yeah, that's still my dude. You know, we share locations. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So it's like if she on some fuck shit, you know, or you know, need me, I go. Mm-hmm. She came and saved me from getting arrested. I was dealing some dirt, <laughs> and she flew from Harrison Township. To fucking, um, uh, fuck is that? Like, Linwood and Davidson in 16 oh, minutes. Damn, she was floating. So, yeah, in 16 okay. minutes, that shit was crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, you gotta know if your friend's a friend all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to know if they, like, if they tell you, like, I want, I, I want, I want you. Then you know that ain't gonna be your friend. Yeah, exactly. Point blank. And is there something else we can do? Women, I'm gonna say this now. Stop trying to convert men who say they wanna fuck you or they want you in some capacity like that. Stop trying to convert them into a friend from that point. Yes. Because they're always gonna sit there and wait, like some prey, and wait <laughs> until you're vulnerable. Or until you have that that weak spot, or until they can fit in, they're gonna get in where they fit in, basically. And then you catch yourself in a moment like that. Also, another tip for women is if you're feeling away, like neglected, or you feel a void in your relationship, one always go to your your man or your partner, because you know this could be for same sex couples as well. But always go to your partner about that. Tell your partner. Or make sure whoever you are confiding in outside of the relationship is not someone who could potentially want you. Because one, that's where they're going to get in, where they fit in. Or two, they're going to tell you some shit to sabotage your whole mindset about the relationship. So make sure like if you confiding about your man and y'all problems, go to your girls about that. Don't go to your homeboy about that and you feeling a void and you feeling weak. That's self-awareness right there. Stop putting niggas in the friend zone, period. I have men, well... The, putting them in the friend zone. Oh, putting them in the friend zone. Okay, because I, I I have men that's just my friend. Like, we started off cool as fuck, I'm not and saying, we always been cool as fuck. I'm not saying, you know, no have male friends. Yeah. Stop putting those people that tried to, like you said, mm-hmm. wanted to pursue you this way. Like, no, we can be buddies. Mm-hmm. No, nigga, I see you, I see you. I have two friends though, two male friends. I still want you. That I have put in the friend zone. Oh, um, they've they played their role well. <laughs> I'm gonna say that now. They have never, never, ever, ever because they know I don't play that shit. So like, anytime, even me being single, they're not gonna say nothing. That's <laughs> That shit is destroyed, though. So it's, oh, my God. It's yes. to the point where I don't even know if they're attracted to me anymore. I'm assuming at some point they may be. Bro, they, you probably did some nasty shit in front of them. You probably just biting your toenails or some shit. <laughs> Not biting <your> toenails. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, nah, that's the homie. Because be moments <laughs> like that, you're like, nah, that's the homie. you like, all that just, like, stone cold. Because like, nah. it's been, I don't know. 
I like her because I, I I grew up shy. It wasn't I didn't come out like X Y and Z. Get it? No, I'm gonna friend you because I'm shy. Maybe you'll like me because I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. Shit don't work. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. You got to add some 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 ignorant in there to to get that shit like salt <laughs> bag <laughs> to, to get into a woman's graces and let her be aware of you. Um, <laughs> However, I, I sat in those things and I've watched the skits about the shit. I wish I could find a guy like you. Nigga, I am a guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's bald. Punch, like. <laughs> so I'll punch you in a bridge of your fucking nose. <laughs> like, oh, you would be the perfect guy if you weren't you. Oh, like, <laughs> You know what? I'm shitting in your pillow case. <laughs> Didn't Amber Heard do that shit? She shit it on top of the bed. I don't, I don't know if it was a pillow or the bed or something. <laughs> oh, when I was watching those <laughs> that's videos, a crazy bitch right that's there. a marriage. I'm like, Johnny Depp was going through this same shit while I was going through my fucked up shit. And I had to record shit. And he was recording shit. I'm like, oh, let's shit. It's a legend. Do it. I'm doing, I guess I'm doing something right now. Keep this shit going. And I, I'm like, huh? Johnny Depp made it okay for men to keep receipts. Keep receipts of all the fucked up shit that happened, bro. Listen. Because shit defending will blame you first. When he went in, it was this one when the lawyer was saying, like, everything, all this foul ass shit he was saying about her. And I had to replay that, like, ten times. Because I'm like, yo, he went the fuck in. Like, he despises this woman. Mm -hmm. Like, with every piece of his heart. Like, he hates her. And I'm like, yo, that is wild to have that that much hate in your heart for somebody. Like, damn, I don't want that. Like, <laughs> it was wild. It was funny and entertaining, but those are people's lives right there. Like, you have to think, behind all this entertainment, there are people behind this shit, and it's fucked up. Like, it was. That was that was some of the most fucked up shit I've heard. Like, not ever, but like, damn. Yeah. But he, for, the, for this man to keep receipts, it was a lot of women back. Oh, he... He trifling for that. And like, it was so many Amber Heard backers. I was like, it's wild. You, I am made a post. Like, you got to watch out who's backing Amber Heard. Okay. Those not the people you want to fuck <laughs> yeah, Because they're not even listening to logic and evidence. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> that's one thing. If you have a friend, they have to understand logic and evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, well, say you want some fucked up shit. You want to look, man, I've been stepping out and this. And he got, he got pictures and he got this. Damn, you gonna be like, so what, bitch? You was doing, you was having fun, you was doing you, you was, you gonna be that, you gonna be that, or you gonna be like, you, you ain't shit, bro. That's that was a good dude, or that's a good one. Why the fuck is you playing around? Okay, so I'm gonna speak to women again, um, because I see a lot of that, the enabling of being ain't shit from other women to other women, and it's it's crazy because you have, say you have some sense of morality. And you're feeling bad about yourself. So, okay, I'm going to use me, for example. This never happened. This is hypothetical. So, say I'm in a relationship and I'm feeling bad because I did some fucked up shit. Cool. Go confide in my girls. We had brunch or something. They're like, man, fuck that nigga. He ain't up to He ain't doing shit anyway. Remember what you said? He ain't do this and didn't give you the gift he wanted. And yada, yada. Then it's like, you're right. You're right. Then they amp me up and I'm like, man, fuck that nigga. Like... Then it's like, okay, but I'm listening to a whole bunch of ain't shit single-ass friends, most likely, or unhappy-ass friends, and it's like, I had a sense of morality, but it kind of diminished because of my friends. So watch out 
with who you confide in, who you got in your circles. You have to be discerning about whose place is where. Because, yeah, I got friends and I'm going to leave it at friends. I'm not going to put nobody under the bus today. Um, <laughs> but I got friends who ain't shit. So I don't talk to them about relationship shit at all. Like, that's not on the table. That's not something we do. And whatever, unless there is like an absolute stone call emergency. Those are my turn up friends. Those yeah, are my business oriented friends. You know what? You gotta have it like that. Compartmentalize. Treat your friends like a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't put can't put a joker in an A spot. Mm-mm. Just it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So you gotta make sure you gotta know who's who in your circles before you go confiding in people as well. Um and don't be don't so if you the ancient friend always and then you come around and you try to do something and they put you in a box, like, hey, no, hey, you know, I don't need you to be doing that. I want you to so they start setting boundaries with you, mm-hmm. sometimes that friend will backlash at you or get upset or y'all get into a uh, a disarray in your friendship because they don't understand and y'all haven't had the conversation. Communication with friendship mm-hmm. and relationships is the mm-hmm. same thing. It just the other one you touch the genitalia. I mean, that's the only <laughs> difference. You honestly should be loving on your friends like you love on your partner. Yes. It just you do one thing separate with them. Yeah. And there, I would say there are different levels of intimacy um, between the the friendships and the relationship, especially with the you have to have a little more boundaries up with the intimacy portion with friends of the opposite sex. Of course, because yeah, yeah. you know you don't want those lines to get blurred. Especially, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just talking about you know heterosexual, same, same, same yeah, sex. yeah. With that, yeah, for sure. Because I know I could go to my girls and talk about stuff that I can't talk to my man about. One, he would not understand. Period. Because it's women things. Like so, yeah, that'll be that's something or whatever. But I would still glaze over the convo. And see if it piques his interest. Because if it piques his interest, I'm going to expound on it a little more. Um, but I'm like, oh, you know, I was talking to my bestie about such and such and such. And then if he's like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Okay, cool. I'm going to still inform him of what's on my mind and what's going on in my life. And, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Because I'm just like an open book. I will talk all fucking day. And I'm transparent as fuck. But like people can encourage you to do great things or shitty things. Mm-hmm. But let's just say they encourage you to do great things, right? Mm-hmm. Finally speaking up for yourself and mm-hmm. conveying your feelings effectively. Mm-hmm. But you've never done that before. Mm-hmm. And you do that with your partner. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was having a conversation with Jay and um, he helped me think and how I should word my stuff to you and X, Y, and Z. And they're like, you ain't never talked like this before. You you go out of character. What the fuck y'all about? Mm-hmm. It, it'll trigger them. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, this <laughs> is... Mental health, niggas need therapy. Yes. Yes. That ego, I'm sorry. I'm all about, I'm not sorry. Uh, I'm all about death to the ego, like period. There is no room for an ego in a relationship. You can be no. confident in a relationship. Yeah, that's different. You can have bravado in a relationship, but that ego is something that can be detrimental. Pride. Yes. It's pride. Yes. Because pride is dangerous. Yeah, and pride comes from ego. But one of the main things is, you know, who you fucking with. Because when you come from poverty, pride is all the fuck you got. So that's why people die over pride. Yeah. 
And if they feel like they're prideful about their woman and they woman step out, or they're prideful about the men, they men step out, <coughs> they go loony to them and yeah. their eyes cut the motherfucking deep. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the main reasons why, like, in relationships, period, I will take loyalty over love any day. I will take love over respect. So it, 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 it goes loyalty, it goes loyalty, respect, love. Fuck, mm. fuck, we can learn to love each other later. You know, mm. rich motherfuckers do it all the time. I'll learn to love you later. You know, we together, we're making money. Mm. Loyal to how you make it show that we good in the house. I eat, you eat. You safe, I'm safe. You got a car, I got a car. We, I'm, I'm, that's loyalty. Mm-hmm. Love can make you kill me because I love you so much, I don't need you to be around nobody else. I love you so much, I don't mm-hmm. want to see you prosper with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Fuck love. <laughs> Respect. You can disrespect me and still be loyal to me at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, ooh, I hate you light-skinned bitches, da-da-da. But, you know, you know I work in two jobs. I ain't got no money this week. You packed me lunch in the car. <laughs> Bitch, here's your lunch. You disrespected me, but you making sure I'm eating, I'm fueled up to go get this bread. Right? <laughs> so, loyalty, respect, and love. Wow. That's interesting. I've never thought of the hierarchy, but I would most likely put love first. And this is just me thinking on the fly. I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I would put love first because, one, I found love is the key to my success in life. Like, just at our purest, we are love. So I need that. Like, I need that. And if that's not one of the top two, I ain't for you. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like, all right, loyalty is, it's either interchangeably one or two with love and loyalty. Though. When love and loyalty work hand in hand, it's a great thing. Oh, yes, for sure. So, my being, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. I know the other day I sitting at the table, I'm like, fuck you, but I love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, going through some hardships, you know, a couple months back, DD cut me the fuck out because they thought I was stealing likes and shit. But anyway, um, I had to stay in every house. It was starting to get cold and shit. And I'm like, it's cold as fucking house. Yeah, she's like, you come over and crash in the couch. Mm-hmm. And she had a male best friend. Mm-hmm. Always been thinking I was fucking. Right? Always. Claim she's not fucking. They sleep in the same bed together. Okay. I'm I'm removed eight years from her, right? Yeah. <laughs> Me and him chopped it up. Mm-hmm. We cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm we, we drinking or whatever. I go lay on the couch. I wake up. Door wide open. She on one side of it. He on one side of it. I'm like, ain't my, this ain't my problem. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, even if they are fucking, mm-hmm. I'm sleeping on the couch. We drinking, she feeding me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, with my mom. Like she had her fucking ex-husband and her new boyfriend in the same room taking pictures and shit. Yeah. My sister owns some wild shit, dog. <laughs> now it's wild. Same shit. Like she had... She got her baby daddy and husband calling each other baby daddy. Well, she don't have them. They decided to do that shit to own. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was back in, uh, so my brother-in-law birthday, well, they're both my brother-in-law pretty much. Mm-hmm. They, My sister was with her baby daddy for like, since it was 13 and 14, they separated mm-hmm. with like 27. Okay. So that's a long ass time. Yeah. So, and family at that point. <laughs> yeah. So he became distance. Ain't been around. So what was conveyed to me was, 
when I was being an asshole, he stepped up. He married her. Um, he raised my kids. I wasn't wrong like that. Mm. My kids going off to college. My kids doing this. Yes, nigga, that's my baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Cause like when he called him that, me and him was close. We grew we grew up together. So mm-hmm. it was like my baby brother. It's like yeah, that nigga, that's my baby. That's my baby daddy. This nigga, we about to drink tonight. We about to birthday. <laughs> that's what's up. And this was like tail end of like going into my divorce, and I'm just like, nigga, this could be. Cause she hated my BM. Mm. She hated my because it was the loyalty thing. Cause yeah, it was. X, Y, and Z happening, I got you. X, Y, and Z, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, after we hated each other for like two and a half, three years. Yeah, it um, <laughs> But it ended up start rolling into something else. But yeah, like, I put furnace and hot water tank in being my house. She didn't let me crash and stay. She didn't came and wanted to beat some bitches up for me. It, it, it was interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we grew up out the trenches together, mm-hmm. you know? She, and I think that's a hardship make you closer and loyalty comes from that. Yes. So some of your best relationships come from shit you working on or going through together. Primary school, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. college. Those people you've met and you probably got friends from each grade level that you're still friends to this day. Yep. When you go to work, you've got work buddies that you became friends. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, just whatever you do, it, it's something that you go through together. To make y'all be that. Yeah, because honestly, uh, relationships are shallow as fuck if you don't go through nothing. Yeah. You you see how real a person is, and you guys can navigate shit together and understand each other on a deeper level and create that bond through some kind of struggle or trial or tribulation. And you know what? In my marriage, I don't think I would be no trials or tribulations. It was like, like, I, you fell in love and we were married quick as fuck. We were, you know, engaged. It all happened so quick, mm-hmm. but there were red, there were red flags going on, like bing, mm-hmm. bing, bing, <laughs> bing, bing. And when shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. it was like some of the stuff was like, yeah, this and this is happening, this and this is going on. Be aware of it. Oh, I'm good, I got that. And then getting like, oh shit, you, it, oh, this is real, real. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the type of shit's going on. And they couldn't, they couldn't fathom, they couldn't gather themselves. Like, oh, you're not built like this. You thugs told me you was a thug. <laughs> But you're not. Yeah. And that was the triggers. Like, so when people was like, oh, man, if you, you should know when you want to marry somebody in the first six months. Yeah, you should know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, will, I want to marry that person. Um, don't do it for five years. Yeah. And live together for like two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way you know that person. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we got married in 90 days. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all the best, my <laughs> And you know, there's the, the exceptions to the rules and all that stuff. And they just know and it's love at first sight. And oh my God. And they're married 20 years later. That's cool. But um, with that being said, uh, <laughs> you know, you do need to vet more. But that just triggered something else in me as well. Um, you said it, but I want to reiterate the fact that long-term relationships, you have to learn that these are cycles. You can't just jump ship. Every time some shit go down, cause it's going to be, you're not going to be able to stand this person for a while. And it may, it could be from like a couple days to a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. You really don't like this person, but then you have to find it within yourself. It takes work. Relationships take work. It's a job. It is really like something that you have to put effort in. So don't think it's going to be easy. And then you could just ghost this person and all this stuff like that 
you need to go see a therapist. If you jump ship out of relationships and you just serial ghost people after investing so much time and energy and effort into a person, you need to see a therapist because you have to work through those trials. Nothing comes easy, especially nothing that's worth it. So stick that shit out. Not if that person is not compatible with you, cool. And if you realize that, leave. You don't have to waste time and be like, oh, five years. I knew back in year one that this was not going to work. You don't have to do that. But know that it takes work and effort and energy and real love and loyalty and commitment and dedication. Yeah. 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 Fucking work. Um, <laughs> Man. Just flashback on certain shit. Um, <laughs> just to go back to the Southern friends. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a case by case situation. I agree. If, if I feel like, nigga, you just you don't know your boundaries. You don't know my boundaries. Mm-hmm. What and then my thing is, if when you got a male friend or you got a female friend, whatever you wouldn't do or say, while your partner is sitting right here, like me and you and another person right there, and that's my per that's my friend. Mm-hmm. If we have different type of conversations mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You won't feel it mm-hmm. because it's gonna be a it, it, it's gonna be a boxiness to the conversation. So, I agree for the most part. I feel like the part where I kind of disagree is that each person has a dynamic. Like each relationship has a different dynamic. So the way we joke around about stuff may not be the way my partner and I joke around about stuff. So we may have inside jokes, but it's never at my partner's expense. I must be on your shit because I didn't see my my friend get out the car, come from the gym. She was about 30 pounds heavy, lost weight. And I'm like, God damn, girl, you thick as fuck. You out here shimmering and shining like you dipped in butter. <laughs> me, me and the ex-wife, we in the garden digging dirt and shit, planting flowers together. Yeah. I say this right in front of her. Yeah. I'm not going to say this in front of if, if, if she, if, if I would, I have to say that same thing in front of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because this is, this is some shit I would say without her being there. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't cool with how I talk to everybody, because I tell people, I'm pro- I don't know if I'm one of the only individuals that do this shit, but I try my damnedest to be the same person in every fucking room. Yes. Yes. In every room I'm in, so no, somebody can be like, he did, he did, no. Mm-hmm. I might not cuss as much in this room as that one, but I, <laughs> that part. that energy, what I'm displaying is there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that to say that I'm like a different person with that person, but you know, lingo changes and I don't want to say cold switching because it's not necessarily a cold switch, mm-hmm. but you know, and then with friends, you have different experiences in life. So most of my friends that I have, I've known them for over 10 years. I still have friends from kindergarten right now. So, we've had a plethora of experiences, and we got inside jokes that we refer to. And yeah, I'll I'll explain it, but we may look at each other, see something on TV, look at each other, and start laughing. And my partner doesn't know, so we're going to explain it. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this happened, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, you had to have been there for it to hit, like, and be funny like that. So that's what I mean by stuff like that, because it just, it hit different. What I was getting at, what I said was, mm-hmm. I complimented her aesthetic, the way she looked. Yeah. And her, her figure. Yeah. I remember being in my relationship and I walk in a room and women just, women do it. Bitch, bitch, how bitch, bitch. Yeah. And I wanted to be a part of this bitch game. <laughs> I 
Well, I felt like the Caucasian in the room trying to say nigga. <laughs> I was like, if y'all call me a bitch or y'all call each other bitches, I'm calling y'all bitches. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And like, if that's the case, don't none of y'all call me a nigga. I don't give a fuck. I'm black. No, don't call me a nigga at all. Because your nigga, for me, is different from me calling each other nigga. Don't do that. Have you ever had um, a platonic friend who accidentally was like, girl, or like called you home, girl? Because that's when you know you for real. Like, because I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you call me girl, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, girl. It slipped out so, like, unintentionally, though, because I'll be in a moment like, yeah, girl. I'm... Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I did not mean to call you that. It's just That's so I'm like, Get your dumb ass in <laughs> friend zone. You in here, bitch. Take your Cyclops ass back to the basement. <laughs> Let's see, like, my male friends already uh, know. They already friends, so they just be like, all right, sure. don't call me no girl. Uh-uh, that's yours. My you got hot fast? Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> Oh, I keep my heat on, huh? Oh. But yeah, so, let me see. I got notes, y'all. I always got notes, so don't judge me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we basically covered everything that I have. Let me see if I got something on my... Hopefully this phone don't die. Uh, so, you have to learn... My thing is, you, we're talking to anybody. You have to learn who the fuck you're talking to. Um, mm -hmm. Ask the right questions, because you don't want to have this certainty on them. And then later down the line, be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Whether friend or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was like, oh, celebrate my weight loss. Bitch, I wanted to fuck you when you was fat. Um, so, <laughs> another thing was um, learn about people, right? Mm -hmm. People change four times in their life, right? When they've been hurt enough, when they've been inspired enough to, when they learn enough that they won't, and when they receive enough, they're able to. Mm -hmm. That's the only time people do. I mean, that's when they usually change. Mm -hmm. Then in the special cases like you, you'll be like a fucking Digimon Pokemon always trying to evolve. <laughs> uh, but being aware of that situation, you know, mm -hmm. it could be those conversations come in the room and you just want to talk to your person, right? Mm -hmm. You want to talk. You don't want a response. You don't want them... Um, to tell you right and wrong, you just want to listen to air. Mm -hmm. But men tend to come off as fixers, doers, solution based, mm -hmm. you know? And that can be irritable to a woman. Mm -hmm. um, I think I learned that way too late in my situation, but I'm carrying that into my next situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, grasp on some certain signs. Don't be like, I know what I'm doing. And, because people can't get stagnated in who they are yeah, and don't want to sure. evolve. Um, I learned to interact with multiple different personalities and characters in the room uh, while still being my genuine self. Yeah. So know who you're talking to and know that change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And compatibility will change because you have to dial in when they dial in. Yeah. And I'm not saying chase them. Yeah, no. But understand them is not. Mm -hmm. Because you can still be your own individual. That's important. And when people, and when shit does fall apart and crumble, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I gotta get back to me. I gotta get back to myself. No. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> you gotta be better. 
Yeah. Than that last person. Yeah. Because obviously they was dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how you going back to that. No. Yeah. So you you know who that person was. Mm-hmm. Learn who you need to be today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And learn if you do want love, not want love, want to be married, not want to be married. Learn to vocally say that shit and don't wither or change or blow with the wind when a new special person comes in the room. Mm-hmm. I.e. marriage. And be like, I'm going to be what they want. No! Because mm. there's another motherfucker that looks just like that person. Mm-hmm. So, be you and be willing, you know, that's what it is. Um, I guess those are my solutions. Yeah. Mine are... Communication and transparency are key. Figure out the foundation at the beginning. Set the foundation before you start building a house. And this is in marriage, relationships of any capacity. Relationships in love and relationships is in friendships. Um, set boundaries early and don't let people overstep those boundaries. Um, make sure that you integrate people. You know, if you have platonic friends of the opposite sex, Introduce them to your partner. You know, everybody's not going to be best of friends and everything. But as long as your partner knows who it is, you know, uh, give them security. And show that you're trustworthy. Because that's what you're in a relationship for anyway. Um, Basically, it's communication. Show them you're trustworthy. Integrate everybody. Be your true self. Authenticity is key. Don't be afraid to start over. When, when, when there's this is, it's not end all. Like I would like to say, I was fucking destroyed. And like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It was I wasn't destroyed. That you know, I was more so embarrassed. I didn't want people to know shit was wrong. Shit was bad. That person was evil, or mm-hmm. I was evil. Whatever. I didn't. Cause I was like, oh, this is perfect over here, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh no, it's not. Look at the shit crumble. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn. Cause now it makes you harden to do that shit for the next person. Don't be hardened. Mm-hmm. Cause I tell you, my next one. Look at this. I'm still gonna be the same. Look at this. <laughs> this is shiny. You know. Um, if anybody that ever seen that Looney Tune with the pit bull and the little kitten and shit, he just kept going everywhere showing the kitten. Yes. That, that's me when I when I. And I want to feel like that, mm-hmm. but I know I gotta pick the right kittens. I guess. Yep. Um, pace yourself. Be calm. You fine as fuck, and you can do it. And then, if not, they got a lot of pocket pussies and, uh, and roses and shit that it'll keep you, you know, mentally ready. And then they got a lot of stuff on YouTube. You can do like painting and stuff. You keep your time in. Okay, y'all better look into sexual transmutation and turn it all pent up sexual energy into something creative. Yes, you know that's real, and don't let let lust rule you. <laughs> um, and I I had another one and I forgot it, but y'all heard what I said earlier, so all of that reiterated. <laughs> I got one. I heard this shit today. You can lose love, mm-hmm. but you can't lose lust. A man will chase you for decades, stay in your life for decades of lust. The what if smashing. A man that love you and you ain't treating him right, you get the fuck on quick. 
That's wild. Lust will make you follow a motherfucker forever. Lust lasts forever. Damn. Um, you know what? I said this, I think in a Pearl said one. I want my woman, my relationship, my marriage to be nothing. Because nothing lasts forever. Okay, play on words. Yeah. I see you. I see you. Well, on that note, thank y'all for tuning in. It's been real. AOG, have a good day. Ciao.